Hello, beautiful rebels. Sam Goldsmith here, and welcome to Her Great Rebellion, the podcast. This is the podcast that delivers the strategy and woo to alchemize your sacred inner rebel, ground you in emotional stability, and help you create the freedom you desire from that place. By mastering our mindset, our emotions, and our energetics, we create radical movement, heal with sacred medicine, and unlock sacred strategies. As you know, this season is all about special guests, and I'm so excited to be introducing you to a lady today who has helped me personally so, so, so much. Her work has guided and helped me through some really horrific and sticky stuff in my own life. And I honestly cannot stop recommending her to other people. She's a fabulous uh, hypnosis practitioner. She has her own bespoke blend of hypnosis that incorporates nervous system work, somatic work, deep presence and energy and breath work. And in addition to this, she's just an absolutely spectacular um, integrous lady. And her name is Catherine Godward. Hi, Catherine. Hello. How are you? I'm good. Nice to be you. here. Thank you <laughs> so for having much. me on. <laughs> okay, we'll pop back to you in just a second. But before we do, um, as always, when we spend time here together each fortnight, I'm going to ask you to take a few moments to breathe together. So Catherine's going to do that with us today as well. This is a sacred action that has radically transformed my own life in so many ways. And it's the way that I choose to start all of my work with people just to get us away from the busyness and running from here to there that we're all doing so often and uh, commonly forgetting to breathe. This is a great opportunity for us now to just recognize our breath, breathe together in this way and understand that when we do this consciously, we can meet with an entry point into a sacred dimension. So it's a moment for us to remember and recognize ourselves as sacred, to open up sacred listening, sacred hearing, sacred feeling, and sacred understanding. So wherever you are right now, let's just breathe together for a few moments. If you are listening in a place where you can close your eyes for a few moments, then do so. But if you're in your car or you're walking your dog or have this playing on your headphones, just give some attention to pulling your energy back inwards and bringing your attention to your breath. Okay, so let's begin with a breath in through our nose and gently and easily out of our mouths. Breathing here with an easy, natural rhythm. Not trying to control your breath, but just allowing the body to take some deep breaths, some more shallow, whatever it naturally feels like doing. And understanding that as we create this space, the body is gently recalibrating itself to ease. Let's connect to our hearts now to the energy that we feel around the area of our physical heart, maybe the back and front of your energetic heart. And as you breathe here, give the heart permission to travel up to the mind and gently quieten it down. Let's allow that quietness now to move over the top of your head and run down the entire length of your physical body coating your whole body in a layer of calm. 
And as we continue to gently breathe here, let's sense the divine being or the energy that is residing underneath this layer of calm. And breathing here, give this divine being permission to hear, interpret, process and feel anything and everything in the perfect way for our highest good. Okay, beautiful being. So as part of this series, I want to bring you stories of unique radical rebellions and share the golden nuggets that my guests have mined from their own lived experiences, embodiment of their own work and the way that they now share that work with other women. So as I said, I'm so excited to introduce you to Catherine today. As I said, she's an A1 uh, hypnosis practitioner. She has worked with business owners from beginners to billionaires with spectacular results. And she's now moving away from specific modalities and more towards a holistic coaching model. She has a new offering in adventure coaching where participants can come to the beautiful Byron Bay and create a day or a week catered to what they love. So it would be um, perhaps going hiking, doing breath work, incorporating things that they love with an, an element of adventure and healing. So that sounds like a really interesting and beautiful thing uh, to explore with her. So without any further ado, let's hear from her directly. Hello, Catherine. Hello, hello. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm so incredibly excited to have you um, have you on the podcast today. And I just want to um, sing your praises a little bit more for people who have been listening and uh, participants in Rebel Life Bootcamp just know how much your work has helped me at some really um, sticky, difficult times in my life. And I'm just so grateful to have been able to um, to take part in your work. So I'm so excited to have you here today yeah thank you it's always you know I just do my work and you know love my work and I'm passionate about it I'm passionate about you know supporting mainly entrepreneurs but you know we're all people we're all humans so um and then I guess you know for me it's just like I'm just being myself doing what I do best but then when I hear what it's done for others you know that really excites me and, and makes me so happy and yeah so I'm, I'm so grateful that what I'm passionate about helped you you know and, and other people so yeah okay, thank you so much so Catherine tell us a little bit about your background about your journey how did you get into this work and find yourself doing what you're doing now yeah, so I'm a physiotherapist in Switzerland. If you're in the USA, that's physical therapist. Um, and then I, I moved to Australia with my then two kids and my husband then. Um, now I have three kids and I'm on my own with the kids. Um, and when I came to Australia, I had to find some other work because it wasn't recognised or I would have had to go back to uni and by then I was already on my own with the kids and I just wasn't going to put my kids in before school, after school, daycare. And one of my friends had done it and it was just so hard and I just thought, no. Nah. So I kind of got into doing yoga myself, then started yoga teacher training, um, did a remedial massage diploma, you know, just to kind of get some work. Um, then I did NLP. Uh, didn't really use it, didn't really help me at a time when my marriage was breaking down. Um, 
you know, so, you know, as, as most of us, we're always kind of looking for that thing that's going to, the magic bullet that's going to change our life. Um, and I found the spiral, which is by Dane Thomas. So it's, um, it uses muscle testing like in kinesiology and it uses it goes through the chakras, so the energy centres in our body and the themes of each energy centre. And that really changed my life because I had failed my first final exam in physio. Um, in I, I was being creative, but it was not rewarded, so they failed me. And that created so much shame and fear of not being good enough in my work in my professional life that after that I always doubted myself oh was it good enough and you know oh it it was massive and so even you know as a physio I would be massaging in Australia and thinking oh was it good enough you know and 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 then like consciously you can say that's stupid of course it's good enough you're a physio um so I went through the spiral, which is an eight-week journey, and it literally, that fear was just gone. So I knew, you know, I held this fear for 22 years, and then it was just gone. And so I decided, oh, I need to learn this. So a month later, I jumped into teacher training, did that for three years, and loved it, still love it, but then went on to going into RTT hypnosis, um, normal hypnosis and now I'm doing conversational hypnosis which is actually really cool because you the client doesn't even have to close their eyes so you're just talking to them being present with them and finding the unconscious moments and that's kind of where you get the way into what's actually bothering them so it's no scripts no notes and from there, the idea was born, oh, my God, you know, now without the sort of, it is not a modality, but it's more like a conversation where the client finds their solution, you know, where, whereas in normal hypnosis, you, you get suggestions and you, they have a script and you have to listen to audios. And, and so, you know, my idea, I still do these eight week or actually I'm now expanding it to 12 weeks just because there's more stuff I want to put in there like nervous system work I'm not a trauma professional yet but I've been delving and learning you know about nervous system work somatic experiencing polyvagal theory for for about six years first for my own life and then it helped me so much that I have always been interested in it. Um, I may be starting in November. Um, yeah, not hundred percent sure yet. Yeah, I'd love to, but it's a three-year course, so I'm like, mm, do I need another course? <laughs> yes, and I totally relate to this is the struggle of being a lifelong learner. Um, I've been blessed to actually have one of those conversational hypnosis sessions with you, and though it was just such a beautiful experience, I thoroughly recommend um, people check that out a little bit more. I just want to circle back to this because there's we've spoken to a couple of guests um, this season on the podcast who have had a similar experience of being highly trained in another country and then moving somewhere, relocating and having to kind of start um, 
again or look at different um, focuses. So it seems to be a real theme of this this season and such a powerful um, foundational point to discuss because it really requires you to like step into your power and take control and you know be the kind of guiding force in your in your own life. So I just wanted to ask you about this like the rebellious aspect of your journey because you really honed in on um, needing to sort of follow your own path. And um, in our discussion, you said that, you know, like many of us, you've paid mentors thousands of dollars for work and potentially it's not been in alignment with you. So the rebellious aspect of this work now is really seems to be around like trusting yourself and unleashing this new work to the, for the benefit of, um, of other people. Can you just speak a little bit around that sort of journey of really stepping into that trust of yourself and your own work? Yeah, totally. Um, it's, yeah, it's funny. I literally paid someone $20,000 and then it turned out the way, you know, it was like a cookie cutter coaching. I was like, oh my God, I just can't. I just like everything in my soul, not even my mind, but something in my body just goes, no, like, no, I am not doing it this way. I know, you know, this coach makes thousands of dollars, you know, tens of thousands of dollars every month. I don't care. I can't. I need to follow my North Star. Um, so, yeah, if it's not in alignment with my soul, I, I just can't. Um, even if it means that, you know, up front I lose money, but I do know and I trust this inner, it's a deep inner knowing, that's what it is. And if I, um, sometimes I have tried things like that and then it just feels so yuck and so not right for me that I just, I just end up regretting it and not doing it. And and then people don't come, you know, it just doesn't work like that because we're all energetic beings. Um, so more and more, you know, I've, I've also gone into intuitive work and with like mentors like William Whitecloud and, you know, he speaks a lot about um, what would you love to do and then focus on that end result and creating like trusting that we are powerful creators and it doesn't matter what the world says you are an infinite powerful being having a an experience in a human body in a bodysuit you get to create it your way and it doesn't matter what anyone else says what would you love where do you want to go like now I've realized I want to do this adventure coaching. That really lights me up. I love to do my sessions online, but I'm actually a people's person. Um, so, you know, and I've had on, I have this, not a vision board, but I like have a love heart, like what would I love? And then I have like a, it looks like a mind map. And I've had this on for years, get paid really well to be me and travel the world. And and have adventures basically and because I live in Byron Bay you know I have three kids on my own they're all teenagers I still have to be here but if I can go on adventures in and around Byron you know go skydiving and help someone with a breakthrough um, or someone might want to go 
horse riding, you know, overnight horse riding camp under the stars and we do a conversational hypnosis and they have the biggest breakthrough. You'll never forget that because you've linked healing or I don't think there's anything wrong with us intrinsically, you know, but you have this huge remembering of who you truly are and and that you are a powerful creator and you have infinite possibilities and you link it with a powerful experience like, yeah, horse riding or, you know, hot air ballooning or whatever floats your boat, skydiving, I don't know. Um, I just think it could be so powerful. Yeah. And life-changing. Plus, it lights me up, so I'll put even more of my love and presence and passion into it. So, yeah. Right. So this is like an important element, I guess, for listeners because we are seeing this huge movement away from kind of traditional um, teachings, and as you were saying before, with the coaching, you know, that wasn't aligned, and maybe it's sort of cookie cutter, and there was specifics around how to do business, but what we are experiencing in our community is that as women are stepping more deeply into this intuitive part of themselves and the self-trust that the businesses are actually expanding kind of exponentially in ways that don't make sense because they are stepping into that magic zone that you're talking about where you're in alignment with your own work and really lit up yourself by what you're doing and thinking about what you love and sharing that rather than what the world expects or wants from you, which is a surefire recipe for (laughs) disaster. Um, I just want to circle back to the point that you made about like um, losing money if you've invested in coaches or things before, because so many people will resonate with that. And I do as well. Um, I've spoken about my own money archetype being an accumulator before. So I really hate losing money. Um, And it's such a good point for us to reflect on because it could be that we've lost money per se you know we think that was a waste of money but sometimes that's like the giving us the energetic element that we needed to step more into our own power or recognize our own greatness you know when we see the contrast of what we think somebody else who's super successful is um, doing so you know is it really losing money or is it us you know gaining that skill that happened to cost us <laughs> that $20,000 or whatever it is so thank you for making that point because I think it's so important for us to realize that we don't have to be um we don't have to let one decision define who we are and how our journey unfolds we can just decide that that's not right for us it feels wrong and re refine or redirect ourselves um with permission like your work seems to be giving people a lot of permission in relation to those things um totally and I think sorry to interrupt I, I feel like the biggest thing that I see and I've literally yeah worked with people who have nothing and one billionaire and a lot of millionaires and you know you know everything in between um and yeah, I think the biggest thing is we're all the same. We're all made from the same stuff, <laughs> you know. Um, and it's it's you know, no matter where you are on that spectrum of income of life, we all face similar challenges. You know, so it's like, you know, people think, oh, when I have money, then I will be happy. Um, 
And I actually just did some work recently just because I wasn't very busy with the coaching. So I kind of, you know, when, plus I was craving doing in-person work. So I just got a little job on the side and, um, and I was standing there going, oh my God, I hate this <laughs> after like a day, after one hour. Yeah. And, um, and then I was staring off in the distance and that was actually like, that's an unconscious moment in conversational hypnosis. That's what we look for that, you know, when, when, when you stare off in the distance and kind of have a vacant look, that's an unconscious moment. That's where you get to enter the uh, unconscious mind. Um, and then I was literally staring at the freezer with the peas in it and (laughs) something just said, Kat, if you can't be happy right now, you'll never be happy. And it was such a huge reminder, you know, like, you know, it was divine that I went and did that job that I hated and got that message just for that. It was worth it. Yeah, I I've ditched a job, but you know, there was other stuff that was like, you know what? No, uh, and that was really good too for me to set boundaries and go, no, no. <laughs> this is such a funny discussion. I know we've talked a little bit recently on a Messenger where I do the same thing. Like, I'll often apply for jobs, just weird jobs. Most of them are like related to my teaching at uni, but um, I think like, oh, I need a job. I need to be in like more close contact with people because all my work's online or most of my work's online, especially after COVID. And I go through these like processes where I'll get to the point of even being offered the job. And then as soon as I get offered it, I say no. (laughs) So it's like, we need this contrast, you know, to help us, you know, propel to the next kind of evolution of ourselves as well because it's a fantasy sometimes, you know, that we think it's our, it's the entrepreneur's version of grass is greener to go to a job where we think we're going to get something that we don't have um, <laughs> in our work. So it's so totally. yeah. And it's kind of, for me, it's because I was kind of, I, I've kind of had a phase where I couldn't really get going, I guess, because before that I was doing RTT, you know, the rapid transformational therapy and it was really structured and now, and I've been saying this for a long time, I want to move away from modalities. And even though the conversational hypnosis per se is a modality, you know, it's called conversational hypnosis, it's really just a conversation. So, you know, it's it's really just coaching with a twist, with a big twist. Um, and it, Yeah, it was good for me, like you just said, it it was good for me to go back and just go into a job and just go, oh, my God, like, why are people so rude? Why? Like, what? Mm -hmm. And then, you know, it's given me so much motivation to go, right, I need to line this up and put myself out there more and, and I'm here for this, you know, this is my work. Right. This is such a great point because it's like you are really successful in this um, in this healing kind of framework in these modalities and everything that you've done with your work, but you're still challenged by these same things that are challenging all of us where we have to continuously like evolve and then recommit to the effort of the next level. You know, like it's such a fascinating insight into 
there being no silver bullet, no end result for us to get to. Totally. There is no magic bullet. The magic bullet, and that's another thing. The other night I was sitting outside and I saw one of my, sorry, this is a bit random, but I know it, it'll be fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> it'll fit whatever I was going to say. Yeah. My daughter, we were driving home and my daughter was saying, hey, um, so-and-so, they won a, a block of units in a lottery, you know, like houses, mm-hmm. units. And I was like, oh, my God, that is so amazing. And they're such a nice family. And I was so happy for them. And then um, I was kind of, I let the dog out the back, you know, and it was dark and and where we are, there's not much light. And so you can see the Milky Way. It's beautiful. And so I was sitting outside and I was just so happy for them, you know, just really grateful. And then I saw a falling star and I was like, I think, I, you know, I kind of thought, oh, you know, I'd love to win a house too, you know, something like that. Mm-hmm. And and then next minute I hear this kind of voice. It's, you know, it's kind of, it's not an outside voice. For me, it's always my higher self. That's what it feels like, an inside voice. But that's not from my brain. Said, you are the miracle. And it, again, it was so powerful just to go, Stop hoping and wishing and chasing that magic bullet and running after stuff. You are the miracle. And if you can't be happy where you are right now, you'll never truly be happy, you know. Start with you. It always starts with you. And I and I think what I've kind of noticed, and that's why I'm saying getting away from modalities is, you know, when you, and I'm sure you're the same, when you start personal development, you know, I started yoga and then that the, my journey of personal development started, which is 14 years ago, 15 years ago. And then you kind of, you know, have all these sessions and modalities and courses and now I'm like, there's nothing wrong with me. Stop trying to fix everything like your old self. Just create what you want now, you know. And I guess it's funny though, even those mentors who say that as well, they kind of then still have a process to go and release stuff. So I'm like, well, (laughs) you're still using something to help with the resistance. But, um, But yeah, instead of going down the rabbit hole of what's wrong with me oh when I have fixed this then I can do that and it's like no you can be full of shit and have your sorry I'm no that's fine (laughs) um we all you know that's the duality of it we are divine and we're truly deeply human and fumbling messes and that's okay and even though you're a mess you can still go for what you want and I think that's where I got stuck and I know a lot of people get stuck in that because you only focus on your flaws and then never actually go after what you want and I think that's where I'm kind of that's why I'm like "Mm, I want to move away from modalities and just 
pick people up where they are. And I think my work is really, it's often easier to be with others and show them that than doing it for yourself, you know, because the ego comes in and tricks you. Um, But that people realize there's nothing wrong with me. There has never been anything wrong with me. But the perception that there was has made me feel so bad and so wrong and so, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Burn myself out because I thought I had to prove to the world I was so good. You don't, you know. Yeah. You, you don't have to prove anything because you are intrinsically good. Yes, amen to that. I'm just thinking the um, participants that are in the Rebel Life Bootcamp immersion at the moment are just going to resonate so much with this episode because right now we're talking about that that tension or that polarity as, you know, we're actually subscribing to a fantasy that there's something wrong with us and when we correct it, we will then get the breakthrough or, you know, all the dreams and goals and things will unfold. But in actual fact, it's like our getting to through to the next breakthrough or the next dissolving or the next whatever it is is actually the thing in and of itself that gives rise to the next thing because we're destined Mm. to be evolving so it's like such a fantasy that's just exhausting to all of our energy systems to keep subscribing to this idea of something's going to happen and then everything's going to be okay but so much of our personal development industry is built around that because it's easy for the mind to recognize it and then want to buy the product or buy the program. So I think like it's another good reference, this discussion to bringing people back to is the center of this course or whatever it is I'm about to buy designed to bring me back to my center and put me back in power or is it designed to make me think there's a deficit that I need to fix and once I do, then I'll be okay or rich or happy or married or whatever the thing happens to be Mm. and and um totally and um you know like while you were talking I was kind of constantly thinking like none of us knows how long we're gonna live what if you're chasing this carrot and you've wasted your life chasing the carrot I mean I'll often think that when I'm on Facebook it's like what am I doing like you know when I'm on my deathbed am I literally going to be like all right so what did I spend a lot of time on being on Facebook like what you know I'd be like kicking myself if you know um or Oh, I spend so much time chasing this carrot instead of living. Yeah, I get it. I get it. This podcast actually used to be called um, Namaste Type A for women who slay some things and suck at others. And it was really (laughs) so like aimed around that because it, it, that was my life, like up until probably probably five years ago, but more so in the last year with my own healing work, I'm just a hundred percent committed to, we have to enjoy the process of our lives. So whether it's work or relationship or growing our business, it's like, if 
you know, obviously we have to be in integrity with ourselves around enjoyable doesn't necessarily always mean easy. And, you know, I don't mm. never feel lazy and don't not want to do things. But if the foundation of our day is not promoting enjoyment, then, you know, that should be a warning sign in and of itself to even check in with our own um you know, functioning and guidance systems. And we talk in um, this podcast a lot about human design as a reference point just for that self-attunement. But whatever self-attunement people use, you know, if that is telling you that your life's feeling like crap (laughs) day after day after day, then maybe you need to change the way you run your business or change the way you function in your relationship, change the way that you perceive your job or, you know, whatever it is. Totally. And like I start my day with a Dr. Joe meditation every day, Dr. Joe Dispenza, uh, because I had a, an amazing experience four years ago. So I've been doing it pretty much every day for four years. It's a one hour meditation. And I just, you know, I make my coffee. I go sit outside um, because I love it. You know, people go, oh, you shouldn't drink coffee. I don't care. I love it and I'm having it, <laughs> you know. Yep. Do what lights you up and coffee happens to light me up every morning. <laughs> um, and then I go outside in my backyard and, yeah, just meditate. And, um, and then, yeah, I, I totally agree, you know, like often I'll make a sale, someone might buy something online when I'm surfing or, you know, I, I've come back from a surf and I'm totally lit up and I'm not good at it, but I love it. You know, I'm a sort of beginner, intermediate, um, you know, I can surf a green wave, but I'm not doing like super cutbacks and God knows what, but because I'm so lit up with life and loving it, that's when, you know, people buy stuff. But I think at the same time also, and that's really important to me, is, you know, this, again, chasing this gold nugget where people are so focused and fed the illusion and the lie that, oh, you have to be a high vibe. No, I do not agree at all. (laughs) It's like... We can't because I did that for a while, uh, you know, when I was doing like NL, after NLP training and it was at a time where my ex was, you know, threatening to kill himself and, you know, it was not pretty. And then trying to be high vibe, you felt even more like a failure, you know, because she was going down. It was not fun. It was not high vibe. <laughs> and I think when we stop mm, trying to manipulate what is to making it high vibe all the time, that's the freedom. That's what I realised when I did spiral the process Um, because I used to say, I just want to be happy. That was kind of my thing then. And I realised true happiness for me is when you can hold in your, when you can hold yourself in your highest of highs and your lowest of lows, that's yeah. true happiness. And that really just means being present with what's going on for you. So for me, my kids know, no, if I have a cry, it's okay. 
like I'm just letting it out. Like I always say, you know, like toddlers, they're enlightened masters. They have no problem throwing a tantrum at Woolies or, you know, any shop or anywhere, anytime. When they're feeling what they're feeling, it moves. Eat much and it, it's supposed to move. It's not supposed to be held in and shut up and don't upset anyone. You know, we're supposed to feel what we're feeling and, and that's pretty much the work I do you know when someone comes and um you know has a problem or wants to or wants to go to the next level as an entrepreneur it's always emotions and stories that have been stuck in the body and once you allow it to move once it's not in your body anymore or you've reframed it and you've given the younger version of you what they needed, it's gone. And then you're free to create something new. Um, so, yeah, I don't know where I'm at right now, what I'm saying. No, <laughs> I think it's, it's such a great reminder and um, reference point for us. As you're speaking, I was just thinking, you know, I have that experience with my own daughter. She's a toddler and... Um, I have two two children, as many people listening know, a 22-year-old and a two-year-old. So my parenting is very different because obviously I was 20 and now I'm 42 and my um, I've evolved a lot during that time. But I notice now like when she's having really big emotions and big feelings and having these tantrums, I make a really conscious effort to manage my own mind and my own state around worrying about what other people think or disrupting or anything like that and I just try to let her have those feelings and also hold her or you know no stay with her if I'm you know patting her in bed or if I'm nursing her and just let her experience those big feelings within the safety of being held by me and you know realizing when she calms down that she's still safe through all of that um that kind of wave that she's gone through but just to circle back to that like people especially women we have been taught to not feel our emotions and not allow or not be taught any nervous system regulation through our whole lives because most of us are not blessed to have the conscious parenting stuff that's around now you know that hopefully this new generation of little light beings are going to bring magical stuff to the planet because people are more awake when they're dealing with their children but it's just like yeah there's nothing there's nothing wrong with us there's nothing inherently wrong with us we're kind of like at the effect of the circumstances of our lives and the unresolved emotional impact of it which is what you're releasing Mm. Or, or accessing or bringing back to wholeness I think that's what I facilitate really because there's nothing wrong to with you so you don't really have to let it go you just have to bring it back full circle and allow yourself to be angry allow yourself in it you know in a safe way hopefully but uh, allow yourself to have a cry and I think as women yeah like you said as women the the divine feminine or the feminine essence in men and women needs you know can be happy and joyous and ecstatic and next minute you're sad and angry and rah you know 
that as women, we feel loved by a partner when they can just accept that and not wrong us for our wild emotions. You know, usually the good emotions are accepted. The, the wild, you know, big emotions are shut down, mm. um, you know, as, as a society. Um, yeah, and, and at the same time, I think even though as parents we are more aware in general, I don't think there will ever be a time it's just part of the human experience we have to experience pain and suffering and then transcend it and and recognize it for what it is you know that there's nothing wrong with us so i i personally don't think there's ever going to be a time like that's the law of polarity there's always going to be polarity on planet earth um, you know, the more peace and love there's going to be. Unfortunately, there's also the the dark side. And I think that's what we're seeing now where there's a lot of darkness and, you know, what's going down in the world. And at the same time, there's people are waking up. But, yeah, when I learned that, I was like, wow, that's kind of interesting, isn't it? Again, we have this oh, this magic bullet, you know, oh, we're going to live in a time when there's only peace and love and butterflies. And I, I don't think that's going to be the case. Yeah, and this it is might, such a great point because it's like yeah. returning us again to our own power and, you know, that is going to happen and how we um, talk to our children and the kind of conversations that we create that are more emotionally aware are hopefully going to give them the building blocks to be able to naturally hold that polarity you know whereas we're like distressed by it mm. I'm saying we but you know in, yeah, the, yeah. in, in our time <laughs> potentially um you know we, we get distressed by it because we are you know at the effect of these unregulated nervous systems and we don't have the toolkit that has been um built up over time from that really impressionable age to have the right communication tools and ability or um, permission to express our beliefs or our emotions and all of that kind of stuff. So I'd love to see, I think it's already happening. Like I was reading something the other day that said right now, young people are at the lowest levels of alcohol consumption in history, you know, and to me that speaks volumes around um, how young people are changing whereas mm. I feel in my day yeah, we used to drink as much as we possibly could <laughs> you know like <laughs> it was all about like escapism and something being you know life needing to be escaped from or you know feel better some way from some some substance or something that was outside of ourselves so hearing that was just such a uplifting thing that day mm. and I guess it kind of reminds me of you know um yeah escapism finding God in, you know, God, I'm not religious, but, you know, finding the magic bullet, divinity, the best thing ever, whatever you want to call it, outside of yourself. And there seems, yeah, there is a, luckily a trend of coming back to self and, you know, bringing it within. And, yeah, like you said, with the nervous system work, it's, 
it's so powerful. I was actually thinking when you were talking before about buying course after course, what I learned from a mentor was, you know, and that's definitely been me, um, buying courses, you know, can be like uh, actually a trauma response, like fight, flight, you know, when you're like, looking at a course and kind of interested and then it goes down to oh five hours left you know for you to have this super duper pre-sale price whatever and you know are you the person who then buys it but then actually never finishes the course and that's Mm -hmm. been me and learning that has made me go oh wow that's my nervous system in fight flight you know my sympathetic nervous system going ah buy the cars quick 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 you know or can you you regulate yourself um you know and you can do specific things and it's actually and then have a look at it from a place of regulation and go do I need this course how is it going to improve my life or is there uh is it going to fill a missing piece in my work, in my life? You know, like, is it purposeful for me to do this now and come at it from that way instead of impulse buy? That's what I was going to say there. Impulse buys. That can be clothes. That can be anything. Um, for me, that was a big one to learn. And, and now I can literally watch myself when I'm doing it and just go oh um, yeah there we go again (laughs) or there we go again and then I can interrupt the pattern um yeah that's really you know that's really powerful and with the nervous system work like I say I'm I'm trauma informed not a trauma professional but I do weave it into my work and to be honest that's one of the big things that's helped me you know come from having a domestic violence experience with my ex-husband um you know mainly emotional abuse um to come back to regulation and oh that's what I was going to say come back to regulation and actually when I was talking about meditation before you know actually when you're in a freeze response and I think a lot of the spiritual community can be in a freeze, in a functional freeze. And when you're in that, so your nervous system is kind of shut down and you're numb and often maybe even you're not even feeling inside of your body. So you're kind of dissociated. A lot of those people and me, that was me for years, meditation actually takes you further into that free so maybe for someone like that I find that important to know um that you know people always say oh do meditation do breath work someone who's in freeze should not be doing slow breath work because it might actually slow their heart down that much it's been said it could kill you like it you know it probably wouldn't but it could And so someone who's in freeze needs activation. You know, so for me, if I'd known that before, it would have actually been more beneficial for me to do walking meditation because there are walking meditations. 
um, or, you know, move your body, you know, stomp your feet, dance around, jump up and down um, and actually do quicker breath work. Like uh, in Kundalini Yoga, we call it breath of fire, you know, like fast breath work. Mm. And it's interesting because I'm naturally in that traumatic time I was doing kundalini yoga a lot because I had small kids. I didn't have hours to spend to do yoga. So if I do kundalini yoga, it it literally, I always say, it it made me stay alive, you know, Mm -hmm. for my kids. Not that I was never suicidal, not, but it just kind of gave me that stability. And now I'm I'm seeing because I was in freeze, it actually gave me that act- activation that I needed to keep going. But you know, often like I don't know, people say, "Oh, I'll do meditation," but not knowing that there's a difference. Someone who's in fight flight would benefit from sitting meditation, going inward, slowing down, calming down. And someone who's in freeze actually needs the opposite. And and that's a big thing that I've learned, you know, in, in polyvagal theory or nervous system work. Yeah, I agree. And I think, yeah, and I think it's kind of, and so now I can, you know, I, I can feel, oh, I'm, I'm really frustrated and irritated. So I'm in fight, flight, or, oh, I'm feeling numb and sad and, you know, maybe that's not my state, but, you know, depressed for someone and, oh, that must mean I'm in freeze, so I'll go and have a walk or, you know, do something activating. I, I just think it's once, you know, those things, it becomes so simple. Yeah, I 100% agree. And and actually your state precedes your story, so your nervous system state has so if you're in freeze and you're depressed and numb and stuck and um, procrastinating you know that's that's a big thing that I had I just couldn't get going I just couldn't move and then these coaches would say oh just do it and you know just make you feel bad on top of you already feeling so paralyzed where actually that was my nervous system that just couldn't get going because it was frozen it wasn't that I was lazy and I didn't want to do it I did want to do it and I paid them good money to help me but you know it's kind of when there's no aware awareness or nervous system work I think coaches can really be harmful because they don't yeah they don't uh, know about this stuff um and so yeah so when you're in freeze you need to get activated and so you actually come into a sympathetic state and from there you deactivate to a regulated nervous system and just knowing that for me it's been life-changing Absolutely. And for for me, your work in this area has been life-changing as well. It just helped me so much and such, you know, simple things that we can do for ourselves that are once learned or guided are free, um, you know, just makes such a profound difference to apply to everything from now on. That's why I'm just like such a big 
um, fan of everything that I've um, experienced with you. We've, now we've already been speaking for almost an hour, so we're going to have to oh, stop. Oh no! I just saw. I think this is a great um, point anyway to stop and to say, you know, if people are interested in learning more about your work and, and everything that you've just shared in the last few minutes there, um, tell us where everybody can find you. You're on Instagram and Facebook. And TikTok, and believe TikTok. it or not, because, you know, you won't find me dancing there. Um, I'll just be kind of, but, you know, I'm I'm a bit of a, it's so funny, that's kind of my thing. I'm really good at what I do and I know that it's a deep inner knowing I'm not really great at putting myself out there selling my stuff that is not my that is my challenge um and that's okay you know like we all have our stuff um but yeah I have a website katherinegodward.com.au I think you'll share it probably um, yeah, so I'm going to share all of um, the links to um, all of Catherine's sites on the post when um, when this episode goes live for sure. And um, please, you know, definitely go and have a look at that work. I know you're um, sharing there about your <laughs> your work to do about sharing your work, but honestly, I'm such a big advocate of it, and I'm sure that um, there's there's you've got amazing testimonials as well on those different forums. Mm. So mm. I would definitely share all the links so people can go um, and check that out. And I just thank you so so much for being a guest here and sharing your brilliance with us. Thank you. And and maybe I also want to add, you know, if people, I do like to work with people at least three sessions just because it works better, you know. But if someone really wants to work with me and, you know, doesn't have the money, just please reach out because I've been there where I've had no money and I needed help. And I'm a big advocate for letting people pay things off. Um, but then also I have recorded stuff and, you know, I'm going to add more. Um, yeah, you know, I feel like don't ever feel scared to ask. You know, sometimes I'll set a boundary and say, mm, this, you know, I, this is a lot of, you know, I value this highly and I, I do want this much, but we can make a payment plan over 10 months or longer, you know. Um, I think I'm always like, if I can help, I'd rather help than say, oh, it's, you know, thousands of dollars. Um, yeah, and like everything, you've got offerings there that are applicable to all budgets. And, you know, sometimes it's a case yeah. of going meeting meeting someone where we can, but then we can have set our own personal goal around this is a person who I want to work with and this is the cost of their work and we value yeah. that as well so that's such a beautiful encouragement if people are listening and you're thinking you know I'd, I'd love this work but I don't have the money don't let that be a barrier at least go to the person's website and look at their offerings and see what it is that they offer that you can engage with yeah and and otherwise you know on Facebook I'm Catherine X Godward um and, and just send me a message and maybe say, you know, I listen to Sam's podcast and, you know, then I know, ah, oh, cool, you know. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of always, you know, you know, if someone's a billionaire, then they can pay a bit more 
because it's no big deal. And sometimes if you have a bit of skin in the game, um, I feel it's, yeah, you know, you do need a little, I don't do freebies anymore because you do need a little bit of skin in the game. Correct. The only times it doesn't fully work when I've done sessions have been when people have bought sessions for other people Mm -hmm. because they haven't chosen it. Right. It's so interesting. Yeah. Totally understandable. Yeah. It's such an interesting thing. Um, and, And another thing that's really changed the way I work and in life too knowing that yeah we're all infinite powerful beings having a human experience and I don't need to save anyone because they're infinite (laughs) you know yes um so I'm just here and I'm humbly offering my service and if people want to take it you know like the the eight-week process that I have been offering. There's, I've literally had a person who used to manage Tiffany's and Co. in Europe. You know, huge, huge corporate business. So that was her job, and she said, "I would have killed myself without your work." And and she tripled her income in eight weeks. And but I'm realizing now. I think I want to start making it twelve weeks, just because I want to bring in more nervous system work stuff and. Because otherwise it's just, oh, quickly, by the way, here's the nervous system stuff. Um, so, yeah, I think I'm transitioning into the 12-week. But, yeah, people can literally work with me for a year or six months. Or, yeah. Amazing. Okay, so I'm going to post all of that stuff. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for sharing your um, wisdom today. I'll just uh, remind the listeners that um, the whole season, this season, we're sharing special guest insights and um, if you are loving the podcast, if you've loved listening to any of the guests, please subscribe so that you um, you get notified when they go out. And also if you can rate the podcast or leave a review, even if it's a bad one, I don't mind. It just helps the algorithms to show up and help more people. If you haven't already done so, jump over to my website at www.samanthagoldsmith.com and you can download a free uh, self-doubt eraser guide for meditation there and you can also visit amazon for copies of my book her great rebellion and remember everybody if you're ready to achieve radical results and experience all the freedom that you desire jump on that website check out rebel life Bootcamp for lifetime access we're now in the six month immersion uh, mode of that program you get access to all the materials in the community that will support that And until then, uh, I will look forward to seeing you in a fortnight's time. But until then, uh, sit deep, live radically and do you, my sovereign sister. See you next time. Mm